When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Big thanks to Sam Cook with his uh, Raven standout Husker Hall of Famer Super Bowl week. More Huskers in the Super Bowl tomorrow. Evan Bland with us from the Omaha World Herald. At Evan Bland, OWH on Twitter. Evan was at the Rural Presser a little bit earlier today. As far as we know, not in a white Ford Bronco. No, Evan is not being... Uh, I don't want to say uh, hit by police in the sense of that that sound vibration. I mean, Sammy was uh, in a in a tough area, uh, <laughs> or just Baltimore, and uh, yeah, there was lots of sirens. So Sam navigated well. Evan, with, with this merger, before we get into recruiting and signing day, you've got this stream partnership here working with the Big Ten and the SEC. And all of our problems will be solved in the world of college football and basketball, allegedly. Are they going to kick things off to to promote this new uh, channel with a Saban v. Urban Steel cage match? Would you buy it? Yes, I think I would. Um, I mean, (laughs) those guys with their will to win and their competitiveness, yeah, I, I... would absolutely take that up. You know, with the the Big Ten SEC thing, um, I, I think just don't call it an alliance. We've already gone down that road. We, we know what that's like and how, uh, you know, trustworthy maybe something like that can be. But, like, what I think is interesting is you can see whatever you want to see. Like, if you want to see this as, like, the beginning of the end, um, you know, you can see that. If you want to see this as, like, the the team or the, the leagues with the most power at the table sort of taking control and saving the smoldering uh, remains of the NCAA, you can see that as well. So I don't know that even the administrators and leaders from both of those leagues know what they're looking for. They just know that it can't go on as it is. And like, it, it's, it's a, such a fascinating situation because I, I think you could go a lot of different directions. Yeah. When you talk about don't use the word Alliance, I mean, I was just thinking about this, the, the Pac-12, ACC, Big 12 alliance lasted a shorter amount of time than Germany and the Soviet Union in 1939, which is kind of crazy. That was to think quick. About. Wow. Yeah that, that, yeah, that alliance lasted two years, which the, the Pac-12, ACC, and Big 12 did not reach that long, which is crazy when you think about who was involved in that alliance yeah. back in Oh, I hate you, Hitler. Oh, I hate <laughs> you, Stalin. I mean... <laughs> I mean, it still lasted longer. Yeah. That's, that's... The difference is those are all still countries, and, uh, you know, the Pac-12 is kind of what it is at this point. You know, who's left to sort of uh, wring their hands over it with them going to other leagues? But, yeah, I, I, as a history guy, I appreciate the, uh, the parallels there for sure. And just so we make the public service announcement, the Big Ten nor the SEC represents Hitler or Stalin. Uh, let's move. I'll stay away from the joke I was going to make. <laughs> let's move forward and uh, get Evan's take on Coach Rule. And Evan, there's lots of things today with with the signing day. Some some players highlighted the walk on class. But are you surprised? You you are in contact with all these recruits. 
with Kiona Will uh, Will Height, Nebraska being able to to nab him late in the process. Do you think he's do you think he's an impact guy in the same realm as we saw last year with Nebraska's defensive standouts? That's that's Prince Well and that's Lenhard and that's Van Poppel. Can can he have that same type of first year for this uh, pass rush for Nebraska? I think it's possible, and I think Nebraska would not have gone to the lengths that it did if it didn't think that he was someone who could come in and make a difference. I mean, you know, his situation was so unique, too, as a guy who had signed with Washington and, and got out of that when Kalen DeBoer went to Alabama, and then he was looking UCLA, and then Chip Kelly's dalliance with the NFL got him to reconsider. So, like, there were a lot of things that had to happen for him to be available to Nebraska. Um but, yeah, I mean, if you're the coaching staff, you can point to what Cam Linhart, Prince Will did last year. Um, yeah, and this is a guy who himself is six foot five, 240 pounds, history of production of the high school prospect out of Tucson in Arizona. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's someone that you look at. Rule had a good point today when he said that there are just certain guys that he's always going to look at taking, you know, anyone who makes a difference uh, in terms of sort of wrecking havoc on the game defensively. And then any big man uh, as an offensive lineman or defensive lineman. And I think Will Height certainly fits the, the former category as someone uh, who has that explosiveness, who has the frame, who by all accounts has the work ethic and personality to fit in. And, so you talk about guys uh, at a lot of positions that maybe need a year of nutrition or strength training to build their um, their bodies up. I mean, he, he kind of looks the part a little bit already. And when you when you think about guys, uh, even James Williams for Nebraska last year, who came in and, and has that ability off the edge, like that's what Will Height does well. That's why he was pursued by a lot of power conference teams and you know nebraska is excited to have him so whether that's this year or down the road he has all the skill sets that this staff's looking for to make a difference in the game evan bland with us here from the omaha world herald hail varsity radio and evan quickly before we get back to some husker thoughts here what's your take on chip kelly and all the smoke with him wanting to leave ucla do you think he sees the writing on the wall in terms of well ucla's head off to the big 10 and maybe this isn't a great fit in terms of football what, what do you make of that chip kelly smoke to well, Iowa and then the Raiders, it's kind of been all over. Yeah, I think that's part of it. It's, it's a different challenge, man. I mean, trying to compete in the Pac-12, I think in the last year it's certainly gotten more difficult with the rise of Washington and what Oregon's been doing. But, I mean, you look at the challenge moving into the Big Ten when you're, you're talking about an 18-team league uh, going coast-to-coast, UCLA, I think more than Washington and Oregon and, and maybe even USC would have to I, – I think that adjustment would be harder for what UCLA wants to do just in terms of physicality and the weather and things of that nature. Uh, you look at the recruiting class, I think UCLA ended up 17th in the league, you know, next to last with talent acquisition. And then, you know, I have no inside information on this, but – Oftentimes when we see college coaches move on to the NFL, especially in the last year or so, it's because, well, you know, they're, they're uh, apprehensive about NIL and about recruiting year-round and all this. I, I wonder if maybe that is the case for a guy like Chip Kelly, who has been in the NFL before, who knows kind of what that structure is like. Um, and it's, it's harder to sort of keep up with the moving targets of changing rules and the, just the changing landscape of the sport. 
at UCLA. So if if he's in that position or if that's his view and, and you have a chance to go back to the NFL as an offensive coordinator and, and have a chance to um, just kind of have more boundaries and structure to what you're doing, plus um, just the fact that you know, you're maybe one bad season away from UCLA wanting to make a coaching change anyway, it, I think it makes a lot of sense in a lot of different ways. And, um, you know, again, whether he ends up going or not kind of remains to be seen. But uh, I think it does speak to just the challenge of college sports and, and what the Big Ten is going to become as well. Uh, Bruins never should have got rid of Jim Mora Jr. He's cranking out nine or ten wins and two or three first-round picks, it felt like, every year. That's just me. Uh, mm. Evan, let's talk a minute here about uh, Kamir Prescott, a thought on, on his addition. I know Wisconsin was going to be his landing spot, but is he – Kind of that hybrid defensive back linebacker body type? Yeah, he's an interesting one. I mean, I had the connections from Philadelphia with Matt Rule and his staff, so they were able to vet him well just from a a character and an ability standpoint. And, you know, his high school career has been interesting. Like, he was a running back for most of his career, made the switch to defense in high school. Um, you know, is really versatile as a defensive back. He's played safety and corner. He can do man, off man, all the all the different kind of coverages that you're looking for. Um, and, and so, yeah, to, to, to get a late ad like that as a walk-on, technically, who had been committed to Wisconsin, I, I think is notable. To, to me, as much as there is upside from the player, and I think there is upside, I'm just I, I, I'm fascinated by who what he represents in terms of how teams now are building their rosters moving forward because you know uh, again he's a he's a walk on technically but I, you know there's there's an nf uh, an nil factor that goes into that and i think it's just another example of nebraska being creative and how it's putting competition and talent into a room and you know it it, it I think can can kind of work with the numbers a little bit there, and 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 I think it speaks to Nebraska's pitch that Prescott would come halfway across the country without uh, a scholarship. But yeah, I, I think he's someone who you probably put behind the scenes for a year or two in terms of development. Uh, you look at what Nebraska's secondary would would turn over in 2025. I think a couple of years down the road, and he's somebody that uh, you know if he continues on the path he's on would would be in the mix for that. So I think it's sort of an under the radar addition a little bit again because maybe the walk on status or because of the fact that he came on signing day. But um, somebody again that Nebraska feels good about, and I think it'll be interesting to see how he develops in the next couple of years. Evan, your your first two classes, whenever you get to a school, are, are often labeled as your foundational classes, the one that set the table for the rest of a tenure. Whenever you look at Matt Rule's first two recruiting classes combined now, how do you rank the, the foundational classes that he's put together? Uh, I mean, highly. The the last one, you know, was, was kind of what you do in a transition where they were able to retain a few of the commits that were there, and then they had the mad scramble. I think the number, the final number last year was 39 scholarship ads. I think it was 36 now this year when it's all said and done. Although, you know, with this class, they got the majority of their commits in the summer, certainly from the month of June. They leaned heavily on their camp evaluations. Um, but I, when I think of the two classes in general to this point, 
uh, I think big picture, what I think of is they really addressed the lines of scrimmage. I thought the 2023 class, was, was the, that was the theme on the defensive line, again, with guys like Linhart and Newman Yellen, but we're going to see Sula Fotu and Riley Van Poppel, I think, uh, emerge as factors as soon as this coming season. And I, I think the class that they just signed, um, it was more on the offensive line side of things with Grant Bricks and Preston Tamua and Landon Davidson and <clears throat> Gibson Pyle. I think even a guy like Xander uh, Ruggioli, who's a walk-on, kind of fits the Camille Prescott um, category of a guy who could have been a scholarship player at a lot of schools. So that, to me, <clears throat> with this class was was what they did. And, and you, again, you look at Nebraska's offensive line, it's going to be a, an older group in 24, but when that thing turns over to 25, it's going to be a line change uh, in more than one sense. And so I think that's when we're maybe going to appreciate really what this class was in terms of what they added up front. Evan, about uh, 30 seconds prediction tonight, Nebraska Northwestern, the line is minus six and a half cats. Well, I mean, I think you probably want to stick with the trends if you're betting. I mean, obviously it's a big chance for Nebraska to get that road win and sort of change the narrative on just not being able to win outside of PBA and be world beaters in it. For what it's worth, Northwestern kind of fits the same description as Nebraska. They've been really good at home and have struggled on the road. So you have a couple of different trends saying, um, you know, suggesting pretty positively or pretty strongly how this thing's going to go. But if you're Nebraska, it's that last opportunity before a, maybe the schedule eases up a bit um, as they're trying to stack some wins. So I think uh, you're probably yeah, not the favorite, certainly, if you're in Nebraska, but it's an opportunity to maybe change that discussion point. Love it, Evan. Thanks for the time today, bud. Thanks, guys.